Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Tattoos Movies with Sky and Colin. <laughs> so much I don't know what that was. For, I was going to say so much energy for such a just so much disappointment. Yeah, very casual, very casual <laughs> introduction with a little bit of a tea kettle going on. Oh yeah, I like that. Calling it the tea kettle. Yeah, baby, you got to give him the tea kettle. Let him know what's up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That goes off what we were talking about last week, which is a weird sexual thing. Got to give him the tea kettle. Ooh, yeah. We're still carrying that energy over to this episode because we recorded them in the same day. <laughs> that usually means the that the, sec- the second half of our, our back-to-backs is usually shitty. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, it really is. We are- taken up. Yeah, we don't know what to talk about. Uh, we're tired of looking at each other's faces over the uh, over the phone. And, uh, you know, we used to do a lot of back-to-back recordings, like when we were uh, we were in studio together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Back on the futon. Yeah. You know what? The futon is, is gone. Futon is, like, officially... Yeah. I didn't bring it with me, but I was going to say I left it in Syracuse because, uh, because Brandon and... Um, Nicole were like, you know, what? like if we have guests on it, like that might be like a, you know, a good thing to have. But uh, they yeah. they recently closed on their house. Um, I think they're moving out this week or, you know, when we're recording, I think they're moving out this week, but uh, they're not taking it with them. So that thing is, is that, that thing might actually just stay in that house in Syracuse <laughs> until someone oh, else no. buys it. <laughs> so, Tell them to mail it to me. Okay. The, the broken foot. Yeah. I'll just keep it in honor of the show. Yeah, one day there's gonna be like a two dudes museum. They're gonna have the futon display. I still have my year one uh, notebook, my my book from our first season as a show, basically. Nice, falling apart at the seams. Oh yeah, I actually uh, I finally filled up my my notebook from the first year, the one that had the Jurassic Park uh, alien kind of like mashup design on it. Um, yeah, I finally filled filled that one up. I'm nice. gonna have to start using the Slimer one that you gave me. Yeah, yeah. Was our uh, was that a Christmas or was that our birthday that we did that exchange? I think that, I think that, I was, think Christmas. that was. I think that was Christmas. Yeah, because you got me that and you got me the the uh, blockbuster game. Have you played that yet? I haven't. I'll have to come down. No, no. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I actually, I'm probably gonna play it soon. You got to play with people who are like movie lovers. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm a movie lover, Colin. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> Wait, what? There's only room for one movie lover on this movie review podcast. 
That's what makes the show dude. great. Oh, I was going to say that that's what makes the show great. It's the variety because we have one movie lover and one movie hater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should do that. Just have somebody on talk about movies, but they like fucking hate movies. <laughs> yeah. We we just make them hate watch some some fucking classic. This ain't this ain't cinema. This ain't art. It's fucking trash. What is this watch. bullshit? <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> you know, my dad uh, had had like want, always wanted to watch The Godfather with me because that was actually a movie I had never seen up until oh. very recently. Yeah, I uh, for whatever reason, I think I think there was like a couple kids in high school that would, just loved it so much and just talked about it all the time. Where I was just like, I don't feel like I need to watch this anymore. <laughs> and that's uh, like Boondock Saints. Yeah, you know what? I mentioned that the other day. I'm not a big Boondock Saints fan either. I like it, but it's not like I'm not going to get a friggin' poster of it and live my life by the code of the Boondock Saints. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. People like jerk up. It's like one of the problems that I have with Fight Club as a movie because mm-hmm. it's like it's every like bro douchebags like favorite movie. Which sucks mm-hmm. because it is actually a good movie. So it's like when you're making a list of like your favorite movies to put it on there, you feel kind of sleazy. But at the same time, it's like, but it's not fair because it's a good movie. <laughs> it's like just I stayed stink. away from a lot of bands too. Oh man, for that same reason. Yeah, I. That's funny because I like Fight Club, but I feel the same way. Where I'm just like, it's it's almost cliche to say that you love Fight Club. <laughs> Yeah, same thing with Pulp Fiction, but I put it on my list anyways because I'm just like, well, it's undeniable. Like, it's it's great. People love Pulp Fiction, but I, I just feel like there's more of, like, a cult behind Fight Club. Like, I feel like people who love Fight Club come out of the woodwork to defend Fight Club, whereas, like, I feel like people are just like, yeah, Pulp Fiction's fucking awesome. Like, that's like... Which is ridiculous because if you love Fight Club, keep that shit to yourself because it's, like, rule one through three. <laughs> it's like... Don't fucking talk about it. Shut up. Like, we don't care. We get it. Rule number one about Fight Club. Let everybody know that you like Fight Club. (laughs) Rule number two about Fight Club. Get a poster for your room. Get a poster of the bar of soap. (laughs) Rule rule number three about Fight Club. Uh, Talk about it all the time, but do nothing to actually look like Brad Pitt in that movie. (laughs) Everybody who like jerks off the hardest to Fight Club likes to think that they're Brad Pitt, but actually they're Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, speaking of Brad Pitt, I wanted to ask you this because I know a few episodes ago I mentioned it. And I, are you still playing Box Office Tycoon? Because I mentioned that I was playing it, and then you downloaded it. And how long did that last that you played it? Dude, business is a booming. <laughs> business is a booming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like theater number three, like the big guy with the bar and all that. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the last one. The reason I mentioned, you know, on top of a Brad Pitt, Box Office Tycoon has a lot of like very oh, lazy, yes. yeah, very lazy, um, you know, movie references either on like your. Uh, the marquee outside your theater of what movies are playing or yeah. the employees. But I got an employee named <laughs> rad bit. <laughs> oh, I know there's, there's some really, really good ones. Like, um, fuck, my I, favorite, I should have wrote some down. I was going to say, I think my favorite like movie title, there, there are a bunch of really good ones, but the, 
I like the ones that are just so lazy. Like those are the ones that make me laugh. And the one that that cracked me up was the Mighty Ducks one. And it just says now playing hockey mallards. (laughs) 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 Oh, cool. I wonder what what movie they're referencing there. I also realized this because now you've probably experienced it, but. Uh, in the game, you can like boost all of your employees, which like exponentially increases your your profits. But um, yeah, I feel like the way they should have made the game work <laughs> is the theaters are bigger. So like in upgrading things, you can uh, make your theaters bigger, bring more people in. That's how you make more money. Instead, it's just like, no, the more things you build, the more expensive your tickets get. So I like boosted everything towards the end of completing that third theater. And I looked at mm-hmm. the ticket counter and every person who was buying a ticket, it would pop up and be like, yes, I will take a ticket. Only $3,200. <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny. Funny. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch hockey mallards. <laughs> Dude, they're paying. They pay for everything too. Dude, they pay for the bathroom. The bathroom makes money. <laughs> You take a shit and it costs double. (laughs) There's also a few things in it that just don't make any sense. Like to increase profitability or or, no, to increase productivity, you need to get a pinball machine in your break room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It makes them work faster. (laughs) It makes them clean the toilets faster if there's a pinball machine. (laughs) Just knowing that it's in the other room, they're just like, man, I got to get back to that pinball machine. I also love how every like two minutes a celebrity comes and is like, I need to prepare premiere my movie here. Here's thirty two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Like the first time I was playing it because it's taking forever. You know, it's a slow build. You gotta yeah. you gotta work your way up. I'm like, nice. I finally have like five thousand dollars. And like every time they'd come, it'd be like, oh, here's an extra two thousand. Here's an extra three thousand. Here's an extra four thousand. And then one time he comes by, and it's I, I'm at a point where I don't even have ten grand yet, and he comes by. He's like. Would you like $621,000? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take it. I'll fucking max out this theater in no time. <laughs> to play my new movie, Improbable Quest, or something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. See, I, I should have, because I noticed that, and I was going to send it to you, like, pictures, but I'm like, why would I do that? He's playing the game. He knows already. Yeah. But, like, there are some... I'm trying to remember. There's a Scarlett Johansson one that is... Like, ridiculous. Like, it's just, like, another... It's, like, Bordeaux Johnson or something like that. Like, it's just... There's... um, And then... But then, as they're putting in all of this effort to make up these fake names for, like, that sound like other celebrities, and then uh, they'll just be, like, Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) Like just uses a real name, and it's like, wow, they really just like didn't care. Yeah, it's funny uh, when you get to the fourth theater, the final one that's that's available right now, because I think they're adding more theaters with updates. But the last one that's available right now, instead of the celebrity coming in in a limo, he he fucking gets like heli dropped from a helicopter. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. That's the way to fucking do it. Because, you know, there's like that like special parking spot for the limo because I only started yeah. playing the last theater a couple days ago and I was looking for it. I was like, where where does the limo park? And then as I was looking for it, I just see this chopper. It's <laughs> like, oh, OK, there we go. That's how of course celebrities travel. I, I really love 
that we're talking about this because I really want Swampies to go find this game. Because I feel like when they see what we're talking about, they're going to be like, why the fuck are these guys playing this game? This game is dumb as shit. Oh, that game is run on ads. Like, you can't do anything in that game without watching 40 ads. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, it's 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 a necessary thing for it. But I just leave it. I just leave it for like hours, 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 like fucking all day. And then like, I'll check in on it at night. You do, you do the watch it. So you get twice the money or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I load it up. I spend every dime that I get. I watch like I boost everybody. I watch one ad to do the double boost. And then I watch the ad for the celebrity. And then I turn that shit off again. Yeah. That's a, my mornings are always like, you know, productivity is through the roof in the morning when you you wake up and you just oh you yeah build. you build for like 30 seconds and then you're like oh, i can't wait till next morning <laughs> yeah like it's gonna be awesome <laughs> but uh well it's a good substitute for now for not having a real movie theater to go to but also i watch that and i'm just like how can amc be failing so much when i'm literally sitting on like fucking 50 million dollars and i'm basically doing nothing yeah i know it's it's an odd game to get a uh to get like addicted to because it's just like so stupid one movie related news thing that i just wanted to get to and you may know this already i purposely didn't text you about it because i was like you know what this might make good banner on the show but it's hard to get by my you know it's hard to get things by my boy he's he's mm -hmm. a, he's he's got his finger on the pulse but uh you see the thing about spider-man 3 like the yup Okay, yeah. So Jamie Foxx apparently is going to be back as Electro in the next Spider-Man movie. Why? I like Jamie Foxx. I like him. I think he's great. Why would you bring a character and then you're introducing the continuity of one of the worst Spider-Man movies into the continuity of some of the best Spider-Man movies? Why? Why would you do that? It makes no fucking sense. I almost wonder if they're going to try and set up like a multiverse scenario. And that's why a hundred percent. Okay. Cause yeah, JK Simmons was in the post credit scene for, um, uh, far from home. So maybe yep. that's like how they're, they're getting by or I don't know, but I, I thought the same thing. I would, I would almost be opposed to them or I would almost be in favor of them using Jamie Foxx as electro, but just completely redoing the look, redoing the character motivation. Like I have a feeling they're going to just do it straight from amazing Spider-Man, but I hope that if they're going to, cause Jamie Foxx is great. And you, you know, you said that I, I hope that they're redoing the character because even Electro's motivation in that movie sucked. Like it, it's very weird yeah. that they would also, <laughs> it's like an internet meme. Everyone just laughs about the fucking electricity fusing his teeth together. <laughs> like the gap in his teeth. Like why? Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. I think I saw a thing with him like this morning where he said he's not gonna it's not gonna be like blue electro, like he's gonna have a new character design and all that, which oh, is okay. necessary. Um, but also like you have like the vulture who showed up in the Morbius trailer, another casualty of the twenty twenty uh movie situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one they should just put out. They should just VOD it. I would love especially like why didn't they put that out in October on VOD? Put out Morbius in October on VOD, it would have made a killing. 
you fucking kidding me? Like you'd probably make more money than you would have ever made in the theaters. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not hopeful for that movie either. Like at all, <laughs> but it would have people been like, Oh, a vampire movie. You're like, uh, I'm hopeful. Cause I like the character Morbius, but yeah, I mean, they already, they already showed that Michael Keaton's vulture is in that movie. So that's a crossover from the MCU into the Sony movies. And now they're taking the Sony movies into the MCU movie. Like, I think they're just trying to find a way to to basically solidify the end of this marriage between Sony and and Marvel. Yeah, maybe. The only reason I'm not I'm not in, like into Morbius is just because I saw Venom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know what Sony did with their last villain movie. And oh, like, and now no. we have Venom 2 coming. Yep. Yeah. And uh yeah. also speaking of Venom, if, if you want a laugh Watch uh fucking Eminem song that he made for Venom. Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, I I started it and I did not continue it. I was just like <laughs> The chorus is you're gonna taste my venom. Venom venom. Venom venom. Venom venom. <laughs> like how many shits do you think Eminem gave about this? And then it, and then he rhymes Venom with never know what hit him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And then he says, "Knock, knock, let the devil in." I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's not the same. He's not the same Slim Shady he used to be. He, I would say, he's Slim Shades of his former self. <laughs> you know, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. See, the only reason I would not be into it is just because I'm. Like, I'm just, like, really into this trailer park. Ooh. Trailer park stick. I I saw you grab the trailer park stick, like, a long time ago, and I was like, wait, I wanted to get on the Spider-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hold it because I didn't want you to know. I didn't want it, you to, it to be obvious when I was going for it. Uh, okay. So I figured if I hold it for a longer time, you'll have you really have no clue when it was coming. Okay. No, good timing, good timing. Yeah. Oh, man. What are we? What are we talking today? We actually have like a, a little bit of a tie. That's right. Um, I also have a little bit of a tie. It's a clip on, uh, but it gets the job done. And I think most people don't notice. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Not that they're. What's the stigma for clip on ties? Is it just like, oh, you're not a grown up. You don't know how to tie your own tie, or is it everybody just like, yeah, it's fine. Like it's just a tie. Who gives a shit? Just clip it on and get the fuck on with your day. I think it's the first one. Oh like, well, I do yeah. know how to tie a tie. I could do the uh, the Windsor and the double Windsor knot. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yep, and that's where my ability ends, and I'm also not great at it. Uh, <laughs> it usually takes me like four or five times. I'm really bad at knowing the length. The length, yeah. That it has to start at, the starting length. I always forget if it's you need the skinny tail to be down to your, because I know it's like one of them has to be basically like touching your belt buckle. Yeah. But I always forget which side it needs to be. So then I start tying it and I look like a goofus and then I got to untie it and then readjust and then do it again. And you would have thought that in all of that time, I would have remembered the movie we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. The stall tactics. Yeah, I was going to say the movie we're talking about. Me and you literally were talking about it right before we started recording. But that's that's what you get. That's, well, that's we talked what, about. Did we say the name of it though? I said it. Yeah, but uh, did you? Yeah, 
<laughs> I was I was gonna say though, like a that's like a twenty. You know, we we had sticks in uh, in twenty nineteen. And we're like all oh, the ramp up for the trailer park. The 2020 shtick is that we get to the trailer park and then one of us has to remind the other person of what we're talking. <laughs> yeah, except it's not a bit. Like, I genuinely don't know. No, but we could play it off as a bit. <laughs> oh, it's a bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. obviously... I'm a well-prepared, professional podcast host. <laughs> so, if you guys think I don't know what I'm talking about, you're fucking wrong. What do you know? You're just some stupid-ass swampy sitting there jiggling your fucking nuts or tits Probably or whatever playing box office tycoon by now <laughs> by now if you haven't if you haven't paused the podcast to download box office tycoon and uh, you probably can't listen to the podcast while you're playing that game because you have to watch an ad every 15 seconds <laughs> fortunately it's a two dudes ad <laughs> <laughs> oh we should start advertising on box office tycoon yeah, that's like that'd be actually an awesome idea. <laughs> we could look into that. Uh, but no, if you think we don't know what we're talking about, why don't you why don't you pull your dick out of the popcorn bucket and then use that dick to clean your fucking ears out, you idiot? <laughs> so angry. Yeah. So Colin, what are we talking about? We're talking freaky. It's like a little freaky. ah yes, freaky, freaky deaky, freaky leaky. <laughs> always about the freaky leaky. <laughs> I got a freaky leaky thing going on right now. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we're, we uh, you know we're doing we're doing a, a horror movie, a, yep. a marketed horror movie, uh, in Antebellum today, and we're going to talk about a you know the kings of pumping out horror movies, a bl- new Blumhouse horror movie, Freaky, a new Blumpkin House horror movie. Exactly, exactly. Now. I can't. How many Blumhouse movies have we done on this podcast? Because we did Ma, we did. Oh, it's like half of our fucking show. <laughs> it's, it's too much at this point, dude. I think most of this year has been Blumhouse movies. The Hunt was Blumhouse. Uh, Invisible Man was Blumhouse. Which you know, I liked Invisible Man. I actually didn't hate The Hunt either. But uh, go back and listen to those episodes. Mm-hmm. The uh, Blumhouse is all over the place. They had Fantasy Island this year. Uh, last year they had like a hundred fucking movies. Yeah, yeah, they really did. But there's a point early this year, like in February, where they had three Blumhouse movies playing at the exact same time. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Early episode, I remember you. You even said it on the podcast. You're like, Blumhouse is just owning the theater right now. Yeah, we've definitely said it before, so I'm not gonna harp on it. But like, for every like. Every three bad Blumhouse movies, we get one that's really good. It feels that way, at least. Yeah. You know, in recent years, I liked the first Happy Death Day. Like, that's actually one that I liked a lot. Upgrade was Blumhouse. I'm trying to think. Of get other. Out. Yeah, Get Out was. I think the, the, the Halloween one that came out, like, with Jamie Lee Curtis, the reboot, I think that was under Blumhouse also. But then you get okay. shit like, then you get shit like Truth or Dare, or Fantasy Island this year or whatever, like just straight up bullshit. So yeah, yeah, man. It's, I mean, I know why they do it. it Cost nothing to make a lot of these movies, and they can just you know turn it out. People are gonna go for the jump scares, <laughs> money to the bank. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly it. 
but uh yeah we got we got this movie freaky i had heard about it i watched the trailer for the first time last night and people were saying you know it's a uh, it's made by the guy who made Happy Death Day. Uh, Vince Vaughn is, you know, is in it. I actually really like Vince Vaughn. I know as a person, there's some things that are suspect, but usually when Vince Vaughn is in a movie, I really like him in the movie. And then Catherine Newton is in the movie who I really liked in Blockers. And yeah, I mean, it's campy. It's a horror movie. I think this will probably, um, it's weird. You know, this is a horror movie and they're putting it out like, a, like two weeks after Halloween. <laughs> Like you couldn't yeah. have put it out like like three weeks earlier. Like I don't know, especially when nothing's out in theaters. But yeah, um, I don't know. Have you seen this trailer before? I have not. I didn't Ooh. know anything about this until you started telling me about it right before we started recording. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we could just check it out then. I'm gonna ask you one question right before we start this trailer. When you think of the word, like movies with freaky. In the title. What do you think? Just off Freaky Friday. Okay, cool. Good. <laughs> Good. That's the right answer. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. I love your dress. I think I saw it at Discount Bonanza. <laughs> okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is going to be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. Oof, scary. <laughs> Honestly, if this Damn, was a horror movie, her. I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Cute, creepy dude in the mask. Like I said. <laughs> but actually, it turns out... Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh my god, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. <laughs> that, that's why I asked you about Freaky Friday. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't freak out. You're black. I'm gay. We are so dead. Will you stop? It's me. It's Millie. Hail. Hail. Blissfield. High. Feel our glory and our might. <sighs> what, do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> and not only is that psycho wearing my body, he's killing it. He's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Who knows how many of our friends he's gonna kill? Are you sure this is safe? No. Oh my god, it's a slaughterhouse. I have like less than six hours to swap back or I'm gonna be stuck in this body forever. Hurry up, loser, I gotta take a dump. I have to admit, it hasn't been all bad. I'm sorry, sir, I didn't mean to interrupt. I... Move! How's that feel? I'll make you wish your stupid face was never born. Oh my god, did you just pee yourself? Yeah! Whoa, what am I wearing? I'm actually really liking this for you. Ah! Oh my god, it's supposed to be a butcher! Oh, oh, Great. We're gonna get killed by murder Barbie. This movie is rated R, by the way, so that's <laughs> there's some scenes I'm like, I really want to see how they play out. Time to stop this asshole. Okay. We're in this together. Come and get it. Look, I know I look like the butcher, but it's Millie. He's crazy. Okay, Booker, can you look at me, please? Booker! Dry up, bitch. Booker, help! Booker! Will you shut up? <laughs> Booker! Hmm. 
Okay, so it looks like looks like they know that this is silly. Like they know yeah, like the premise yeah. is silly. So there could be there could be something there. I think Vince Vaughn, it's weird that Vince Vaughn would do this because I feel like his career in recent years has kind of seen like a little bit of a resurgence and he's been doing more gritty. Like he's been doing like all of the um you know, Dragon Cross Concrete, Brawl and Cell Block 99. Like, I feel like the stuff that he's doing now is more intense. Mm-hmm. So, so it's weird that he would go back to something a little bit more comedic. Now, he can be very good at the comedic stuff. I think when he first, like, showed up on the scene, like, after old school, like, he was on fire. Like, he was hot and he was everywhere. And, like, he's fucking funny. He's funny as shit. Um, and I know you're a big, big fan of Wedding Crashers too, mm-hmm. and Dodgeball. And, uh, yeah, and Dodgeball. Like he's great. Like he he pops up and stuff, and he's always he's always um, a good time, or was always a good time for me. Like I remember seeing Swingers when that came out, and then like him, like he's like, oh, you're so money, you don't even know it, like all that shit. Like he he's very uh he's very funny he's very charismatic so it's kind of cool seeing him go back to comedy but i'm like a little bit worried because <laughs> he also <laughs> was in some really bad comedies towards towards like that i wouldn't say late in his career but towards like the middle i guess like before he kind of like disappeared for a while and came back like uh i don't know i don't know what you think about like the you know the watch or like the internship, the internship. or yeah not a fan <laughs> of either of them okay <laughs> So yeah, so like he it took a dive. It took a little bit of a dive. But this, um, I don't know how to feel yet. Yeah, I think I'm what hoping you it's said fun. I, I was gonna say, I think what you said right when the trailer ended was spot on for kind of how I feel about it. I think I think it looks pretty pretty stupid. <laughs> but the director of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You is the guy who's making this. He's the director on this movie as well. And Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You are movies that I wouldn't say are great movies, but they are very fun movies. And especially right. the first one. I actually really enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one, I don't like how they get into the science of how things are happening. But, you know, other than that, it, it hits its mark with what it is. It's a it's very self-aware and it knows that it's a, a campy horror movie. And... I think based on that, it gives you faith in you know the director. Like, okay, they're they're probably gonna have a good time with this and not take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Let let's hope for that. I I hope that Vince, by virtue of Vince Vaughn being in it, that's a lot of V's. Great alliteration. Uh, <laughs> I hope that that's a sign that this might be a step up from like Happy Death Day to you, which I really didn't like. I didn't see Happy Death Day, but I'm I'm hoping just him being signed on for it is a sign that maybe it's a little bit better. But although we had the same feelings with Ma going into it and being like, well, you know, I mean, she's in this movie. It could be good. It could be good. Maybe, you know, she's she's got she's in Oscar movies mm-hmm. and the movie comes out and you're just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like she's even though she was great in it, uh, th- it doesn't save the movie. So. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to feel about it. I think uh, if they do it in a fun way and they just want to make a fun, silly, campy, slash em up horror movie, uh, yeah, you're right. They should have released it like three weeks earlier. Like, why Why wait until after Halloween? 
Yeah, I don't but, know. That's it's weird. Yeah, poor planning. And it's yeah. like it's a pandemic. Like no, nothing else there's nothing getting in your way of releasing it. Yeah, it's true. Like it's like are they they're not still working on it. Yeah. October and November are literally just like open. Like any you have total free rain to put whatever you want out in theaters right now. Nothing's getting in your way. I think I'm right there with you. I don't really have much more to say on just on a writing standpoint and stuff. Christopher Landon, who's the the director, he's also the writer on it. So it is like his vision. Um, okay. And when it comes to writing Happy Death Day to You and stuff like that, there's some really bad ones that he was on writer on. Like I know some that you hate, like some of the paranormal activity movies, but he's also oh. the writer of uh Disturbia, which I actually like kind of like Disturbia. I've rewatched Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. I've rewatched yeah. Disturbia and like don't like it as much as I did when I saw it in high school, but it's still like a, you know, it's a fun, fun thriller. So I don't know. The biggest thing for me is it has to be self-aware. And I think if they just have fun with it, I think it'll be at least an enjoyable watch. That's how I'm, I, I don't expect something phenomenal to come from this, but I'm hoping we get something fun. Fingers crossed, brah, brah. Maybe it'll be an episode. Yeah, well, it could definitely could be. Um, you got anything else? I don't. Let's get the frick out of this trailer park before our bodies swap. And I have to live in Florida. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, man, we, we're here. We're talking mm-hmm. Antebellum. Yep. The movie now, from Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan Peele adjacent? <laughs> yeah. If anything, this movie slipped on a Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> you got it yeah yeah i did, I like did ba- get it like a banana peel but i want to i want to call i want to call attention to something that i noticed that you did earlier in setting mm-hmm. up the trailer park okay you had mentioned the connection between these two movies and you oh. had fr- you had phrased this as a um marketed horror movie yeah Wow, did you nail it? Okay. <laughs> so I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I know exactly what that means because they were like, it's a horror movie. Is it? Um, that that might be too big of a question to start with. Let me hit. Let me hit the the just like the info on this thing, and then we'll we'll get into it. Because yeah. that actually is a good spot to start. But I'll just get the 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 normal shit out of the way. Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz, they are a uh, director and writing team. Um, So they're both credited Mm -hmm. as the director. They're both credited as the writer on this movie. And it is their feature film debut for both categories. They've done a lot in film, but it's all mainly shorts. So feature film debut for both of them. The cast, Janelle Monae, she plays Veronica. And uh, I think it's, uh, what's what's the other character's name? I'm trying to remember. Eden or something like that. I think so. Irrelevant. <laughs> but she's great. Yeah. I mean, she's in uh, Moonlight, Harriet, Hidden Figures, uh, Jenna Malone. She plays Elizabeth. She is in The Neon Demon, which I think I've mentioned to you before as being like the fucking weirdest movie ever. <laughs> but she's uh, she's also in The Hunger Games. Eric Lang, he plays Senator Denton. I think it's Jack Houston is uh, Captain Jasper. <laughs> We think the name Jasper is hilarious, especially for someone who's got to be like a Confederate douche. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably know him from American Hustle. And uh, Kiersey Clemens is in this. She plays Julia. And uh, 
she was, you know, speaking of Blumhouse, she was in a really ass Blumhouse movie called Flatliners from like three years ago. But she's also in Dope and Neighbors 2 and stuff. So the trailer for this came out and the way they market it is just basically just like from the dude who brought you us and get out. And they're just like, they're not saying Jordan Peele's name, but they're basically hoping to trick people into being like, oh shit, Jordan Peele made this movie. And then it's just like a new horror basically. And they're like, oh, it's a horror movie from Jordan Peele. I'm here for it. And it is neither of those. (laughs) That is correct. If anything, this is a thriller, but if real, really the way that I thought about this is if you're going to classify it as a horror, um, it's not a horror movie in the fact that there's like a paranormal thing going on or even like really like a psych. It's not really a horror movie. If it's a horror movie for any reason, it's because it's being very, at least in my opinion, exploitative of slavery. Like it's taking something that was really horrible in our history and kind of capitalizing it. At least that's how I felt about it. You mean as a movie, not as a theme within the movie, right? I think we'll get to it. I think there's a lot of like imagery in the movie where it's basically taking things that happened in slavery and phrasing it as like, oh, this is this is a horror movie. Like we're going to show you like something something that's going to scare you, but it's it's really just tragedy. Right. Right. Okay, good. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to clarify cuz I don't think I don't think it's it's them shining a light on that. I think it's them just doing it because they don't have the taste and the ability to handle it more finessed. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. I actually not okay. on the same level of like offensiveness, I think, but this was distasteful the way that the haunting of Sharon Tate was for me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. The, yes. Just yes to all of that. Okay. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to, like, spoil too much of my feelings and too much of the movie just yet. But, yeah, it, like, the whole, the whole first act, I'm watching it, and I'm just like... This feels cheap, and this feels, uh, I mean, distasteful is honestly the best word for it, so I don't, I don't even think I could come up with another synonym to better describe it, but that's 100% what it is. Like, this, huh, we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, we started up right here just being like, <laughs> fuck, Judy. But, but uh, I, I, I did want to actually say this. Um, one thing from the first scene, because I knew what this movie was getting. I knew the talk about this movie before we watched it. And I turned it on. And the first scene of this movie is actually technically, I was like, oh, shit. This is awesome. Like, this is really good. The cinematography in the first scene is really, really good. It's like a simulated one take from maybe like the first like five minutes of the movie. And um, yeah, it kind of like builds the world. So I was like, oh, wow, there's actually like people behind this that know what they're doing. So I was like all about the cinematography in this movie, especially early on. The first scene's awesome. And then also 
one of like the best costume designers in Hollywood is the costume designer on this movie. And yeah, you know, I think last week we mentioned it with um kind of like world building in terms of like your costume design and stuff like that. And I think they did a really good job with this. And uh, Mary Zoffries is the costume designer on this movie and her, her like, I guess a uh, resume. She worked on the big Lebowski Fargo, um, no country for old men, Indiana Jones, the terminal catch me. If you can, the ballad of Buster Scruggs, like first man, Iron Man two, I think is on there. Like she's, wow. She's good. Yeah. A lot of the Coen brothers stuff. She's usually their, their costume designer, but the way the movie looks all about it. Like that was an early thing for me. I was just like, okay, there's like craft behind it. And then once things started going the way they were going, it was, it, it really upset me because I was like, there's people that are involved in this that have chops that know what they're doing, but what they're giving me is just so exploitive. (laughs) Yeah. Now, yes, that opening scene. I think it's shot really well. I think it looks very cool. The I don't think this is a big spoiler, but the idea of this movie is that like the past and the present are connected in more ways than one and it's like there's almost like a time travel type thing happening or there's some sort of like there's stuck like kind of tethered to the past and like it's like a transferred consciousness type idea going on something like that like that's how it's presented in the, in the trailer so that that's not a huge spoiler but that opening scene they're in the past they're on the plantation some horrible shit happens after that scene after establishing that that's when you cut to present time oh after that what are you saying in the movie in the movie that's where it should have happened it should have been like you set that up then you meet your characters in the present and then it goes back and forth yeah 40 40 minutes before the premise of the movie appears the 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 trailer sets up this whole time situation between the past and the present 40 minutes 40 minutes 4d 40 minutes before the premise of the movie is actually revealed 40 40 minutes. Yeah. And All of act one. I was, well, I was going to say like, and maybe some people like, oh, well, it's just taking a long time to get going or whatever. They had to, they had to get through some, some character development and stuff. Like that first 40 minutes of the movie is just like torture porn. <laughs> That's all it is. There's nothing. There's no character development. They could have done that first 40 minutes of the movie. Honestly, the message was set with the first five minutes of the movie, just that opening scene before the, the title pops up, you know, like that, that was everything you needed to know. Maybe if you wanted a little bit more specifics on a certain character, you stay on them for a little while longer, but no, this was just awful to sit through like that, that it was so slow. And in, in terms of story, nothing fucking happened. For 40 minutes, nothing happens. Yeah. I was I was watching. I was livid. <laughs> All the things that they really needed to set up are done in the first 10 minutes of the movie because there is kind of something that happens to our main character that 
is used as a swerve later on in the movie to kind of mask the the twist, I guess, if you want to call it that. That happens 10 minutes into the movie. It didn't need to be that long. Like that's I think that's all we're getting at. It's just like there's not any substance to it other than I think they're trying to just make it feel like a horror movie by showing you things that actually happen to real people and being like, Ooh, this is spooky, but it's not, it's just like, like we said, distasteful. They play it off in the trailer as if it's going to be like the past and the future colliding or something like that. You don't go into present day until 40 minutes into the movie. And then I guess your second act is all present day. It flips back a couple times, I think, but it's structured in just such a weird way where it's almost just like the first act is this. The second act is this. The third act, the entire third act is your twist. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think it's set up specifically just to try and get you to be like, whoa, like type thing. Like it's supposed to be very M night Shyamalan E where it's supposed to be this, this big twist at the end. Like, I think that's, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to the M night of it all. Cause there's a big M night in this movie. <laughs> this movie, this movie's a real big Shamalana ding dong. <laughs> like, all right. So we'll get there, but I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit more about these cool shots. So like you said, the, the opening scene shot very, very well. Uh, the cinematography of that scene. Awesome. Mm-hmm. After that, Fuck this camera work. Really? You didn't like it? Because there were some parts afterwards that I still really liked. Here's the thing that I noticed with it. There were there were some interesting shots. There's some like interesting movement, and there were there were things that they did with the camera that would be cool, but they misused it. So the shot it the shots themselves were well done, but like there's like these tracking shots of like where it starts far back in the room and it starts moving slowly closer to them and it's a long take, but it's literally just them sitting in a bed, having a nothing conversation that does nothing for the story. So it's like, there's these interesting shots that could be used in a way to almost help tell your story or set a tone or make you feel a certain way by, by what the camera means, whether it's our perspective, another person's perspective or what. And they're using these cool shots on just like, Oh, did you, um, did you check the mail today? Like, Oh no, I didn't, but you know, I'll go grab that. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just going to finish my coffee and sit here in bed. Literally nothing fucking happens. Why are you wasting an interesting, cool shot on a nothing moment? They're just like, it, it, it blows my mind that you would have the ability to create a shot like this, but lack the ability or the awareness to know how to properly use that type of shot within the film. I guess it didn't really bother me. <laughs> you don't seem like you agree. It happens a number of times though. It happens. There's so we, I think the biggest problem is that there's so many moments in this movie that do nothing to the story. Like there's just so much fat. Like it, I think this movie's almost two hours long. There's only an hour of movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. See, see for me, like it feels more of a writing problem than a cinematography problem and also like i think you know it's the writer and director they're the same team the 
the director's job, like you are the director. I don't think this gets talked enough on our show or maybe just in general, but like the actual job of the director, great directors are people who can tell other people what they, what they need and what they want. And that's what makes a good movie is you're like, okay, like I'm going to get the best out of everybody. But these guys, it looks like they were able to direct certain things well, except for themselves. <laughs> because yeah, hundred percent. Because the writer and the director on the movie, they get they get good performances, which we haven't hit you know yet. There, Janelle Monae is too good for this movie. I'll say that. And uh, there's really good cinematography, but the writing that is their own is is buns, <laughs> is balls yeah. on a stick. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> So it's, it's it's very weird. I would almost prefer to have them direct a movie and have someone else write it and see how that goes because uh, I think the writing is terrible, but I, I think in terms of direction, they actually get good things out of the, their, their, you know, their cast. That's why, yeah, there's a lot of time that's just nothing, but I think the cinematography is good in it. Like I, I do like that, but you know, that's what they asked for. You know, so it's they're they're asking for these type of shots in these nothing, no nothing moments, you know? Yeah, maybe it is just the writing. Maybe that's why it, it just frustrated me because I can see good camera work happening. And all right, so then maybe maybe I'll, I'll redirect my my rage there just to the writing. But like, it just seems like the camera, the camera work should help uh, exaggerate and highlight the the tone of a scene, or kind of kind of bring the audience in for the ride, or something like that. Like there, I feel like it, the camera is an extension of your story, mm-hmm. and here it felt like it wasn't a part of the story at all. They were just like this this shot will look cool, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter necessarily if it fits with what's going on it's like it's a cool looking shot so it just felt like it was just there to show you like we know how to work a camera you know okay i get i can see that i'll show you my page of notes it's about that much that much notes half of it is me uh trashing the writing (laughs) yeah well uh, I'm sure you're gonna say this, and I'll let you hit your point. But there is no subtlety to the movie. <laughs> like I don't know no. if you're gonna get into that. Okay. No, none at all. Like the dialogue feels crazy unnatural. Like no humans talk to each other like this. Whether whether it, they were showing us scenes from the past or sh- scenes from the present, like the way characters communicate with each other is so phony. And it feels it feels like they're reading a script. Like it it it's almost like a like a soap opera or um like how characters talk to each other in a sitcom. Like everybody has like the perfect thing to say next. Like it's too perfect. Or then like they'll be talking about one thing, and then it's just like also this piece of information. <laughs> and then like it's it's just like Shit's just happening. I I wrote like a couple times like this writing is trash and just like how unreal certain characters are like the white lady interviewer from the present. Like that's another one where I was like, nobody fucking talks like this. Like what the fuck is, is this like what? 
and not in a good way, what is this? Not in like a mystery, like thriller kind of what is this? Or like, ooh, I wonder what her motivation is. Just in a way of like, well, what? What the fuck did you just say? Like, who the hell talks like this? Like, it was just, it was too, I don't even want to say polished because like the, the words are bad too. Like, it's just shitty. But it just felt, it felt so stale and empty. And I'm kind of surprised that you mentioned that the actors, maybe these actors are good elsewhere. I thought the acting in this was horrible. Which parts do you think it's terrible? Because I think that there, there's not like a lot of monologues or anything like that that are like impressive. But I think Janelle Monet does a lot with the moments where she's supposed to be in pain and stuff like that. Like I think, I don't think the emotion in the movie felt phony. But I think there's parts when, like, did you? I was going to say, I felt like there's parts at, like, the dinner table where their conversations are super cringe. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, there, there's parts in that where I was not digging it. And also, like, uh, a lot of the Confederate people in the movie, uh, oh, I, felt yeah. like, I felt like they're pretty over the top. But I feel like, I feel like the actual, like, pain parts of it, I didn't feel like they were phoning it in at all fine i'll give you that so then maybe this also falls to the dialogue every line delivered in this movie i thought was trash like (laughs) every fucking word of it but also in the delivery of it too so i guess this is a light spoiler this isn't like a spoiler for like the major story of it but this is like a spoiler for something that happens in act two so just Mm -hmm. heads up on that there's like another girl who's on the plantation with her who's revealed through this scene, this conversation that she's pregnant and that reveal the way that whole scene plays out is so robotic and so fucking like passionless and just tonally tonally as the actors, this is something the actors could have controlled. Even if the dialogue was trash tonally, this is how that scene sounds. Every time our, our lead woman talks, she's like, this is the way that I talk throughout this whole scene. This is the level, this is the roof and the floor of my tonal range for this conversation. And then the, the other woman responds, every single response is, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't get it. I can't do it. I can't look at you. Uh, uh, uh. Like this awful. And then and then that that whole thing the resolve in that is she's just they're talking about one thing completely different. There's like I can't like you're supposed to lead us, you're supposed to help us. And then just like I'm pregnant. It's just Nonsense. Fucking nonsense. But I thought I legitimately thought every single performance I was seeing on screen was terrible. Damn. See, I actually thought Janelle Monet was pretty good. But in the scene that you're talking about, I think there's I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's a precedent about them talking and stuff like that. And the, right, I get and her, that. Yeah, and her character, I think in the moment, her character is doing what would make sense for her character, especially after what just happened to her. Like she's like really trying not to talk and she's trying to like keep it together and not be hysteric the other girl is and then i think that kind of plays out between their two characters like 
what ends up happening with them. I won't, I won't spoil stuff. There's really not a lot of stuff that I even need to really go into with spoilers in this. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the twist we can get into, but, um, I, I, I don't know. I'll disagree. I think Janelle, Janelle Monet was really good in this. Okay. I don't know a lot of her work. And, and like what you said with like the emotion when she needs it, like with, with like the pains and stuff like that, I think that is delivered fine. Like, but it, holy shit, did it not save me from any time they open their mouth to communicate with each other? Because even oh, yeah. like her dialogue that she has with her husband later in the future, I'm like, even that's whack. But again, that's that's writing. I guess there's yeah. only so much you can do with a shit script. But like even like when they're they're conversing and they get reaction shots and stuff like that, everything about it, I was just like, God damn, like this is bad. Like this is like some made for TV bullshit. Like. The dialogue, yeah, like, and it's very, uh, there's a lot of, like, exposition, like, stuff where it's just, like, talking down to you, because it's like, you're a dummy, so we need to, we need to tell you this, so this might cross over into spoilers, I think this is a fine place to go into that, unless you have something else that's non-spoilery. No. Okay, well, everything, everything else is gonna boil down into, like, the ending and stuff. Okay, there's, there's, like, two, like, lines in, in particular that I'll just, like, I'm feeling off the top of my head, and one is a pretty big spoiler, but, like, right before you get kind of get your twist or right when the twist is starting, she gets into like an Uber and things are weird to begin with. You know exactly where it's going. And then they need her Uber driver to call her and be like, hello, where are you? Oh no, I'm in the Uber. No, you're not in the Uber. What are you talking about? I'm definitely in my Uber. (laughs) It just goes back and forth like that. I was like, oh geez. And then the other part that this is more of a spoiler they find like a cell phone towards the end in like the uh, in what you thought was, you know, during the Civil War. But he, it's yeah. pretty obvious what's going to happen like later on in the movie. They find a cell phone and it's supposed to be like a big reveal. And just seeing the cell phone alone is enough. You know, if you're on the train of thought where you're like, OK, we're back in the past. It's the Civil War. Holy shit, a cell phone. Oh, no. But then like basically yeah. they have people come up and they're just like. Oh my gosh, a cell phone? Is this yours? No, man. You know the rules. No cell phones here. Haha, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's like super on the nose with like what time it actually is. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. In case you didn't know. All right. So, now we're talking about it. I want to say this. I think it I think you can tell how I feel about this movie already. Yeah, you love it. Yeah. I think I I wrote down about an hour and 15 minutes in, which meant there was still like another 45 minutes left to go. I was like, I can already tell this is an F. I'm like, I can't imagine what at this point will save it for me. And then this third fucking act comes along and I was just like, wow, I really wish there was a grade below an F <laughs> because, oh man. I mean, first of all, all right. So one step back real quick. This runtime is fucking brutal. It was pissing me off, especially after that 40 minute act one where nothing happened, where I was just like, you could have literally cut all of that out and then we'd be done with this movie already. This reveal at the end. So are we to believe that none of it ever took place in the past? Like none of this movie, 0% of this movie ever was in the past? Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's They did like reverse storytelling. So when they were showing you stuff back in the in act one that was happening because it makes it seem with act three that she gets caught and then from kidnapping to her getting away that all happened in like real time to the movie yeah like i didn't feel i didn't feel like 
any of that Act 1 stuff was connected in any way to what happened in Act 3. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. They didn't do a good job connecting it. Or I was, making I see it... what you're saying. Yeah, no. It's In the actual timeline of the movie, it's supposed to go Act 2, Act 1, Act 3. But they, they try and swerve you by playing Act 1 first. So Act 1 is what happens when she... Like, she just got kidnapped and she's there. Yeah. It's so, fucking stupid. It's really fucking stupid. Like, it's so disjointed. It They didn't do a good job connecting those. Like, I got it. I understood that's what they were going for, but I didn't... As I was watching it, I was like, is there a piece that I missed where they make it obvious that... Because it feels like in Act 3, it's like they bring her there and then she escapes. It doesn't feel like there was time in the middle where she would have already been there. Like, it feels like she was only there for, like, two days. So I'm pretty sure when... I mean, who the fuck knows how long she'd been there? I don't know. But uh, when they pick up Act 3, when she's there, I'm pretty sure it, it picks up... The way they the way they tie it in is basically the girl has hung herself, which is, right. a, which is a, you know, a, an effect of what had happened towards the end of Act 1. So that's, to, like, kind of to show you, like, the timeline. But, like... There are things that, that's the thing. They there's some things in this movie that are like decent misdirection. Like what I was, she gets branded at at one point, and then in in Act One and then in Act Two, she lifts up her shirt and it's not there. And you're and you're just kind of like, oh okay, whatever. But then like then there's other things that are super on the nose with like in Act One where you're like, oh this is present time. Like they have all the like quote unquote Confederate soldiers. They're they're chanting um is it blood and toil is what they're chanting and they got like they got like torches and stuff like that but isn't yeah correct me if I'm wrong but isn't isn't blood and toil isn't that a thing from modern day white supremacists that's what they chant oh I don't know that that's I'm pretty sure that's well, I was just like wait th- that's not a thing that was happening in that time huh so it's just like it's very it's very on the nose with what they're getting at. And, were they um, carrying tiki torches? They probably were. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something to go back and look at. How many of them had tiki torches? And a, and a lot of them, I mean, like, I think maybe that it's on purpose, but, like, you're supposed to believe that it's a period piece, but they they don't talk like it's a period piece because right. it's not. But, you know, if the, if the whole, it, which it seems like the whole selling point of the movie is we're going to blow your mind with this twist at the end, it's not done subtly at all. Like it's right. Like I said, they want like an M night Shyamalan twist or whatever. The thing about good M night Shyamalan twists is that they're clever. And when it happens, you're like, Holy shit. Like really? And then you go and re rewatch it and you're like, Oh wow. All these subtle details. But this is just like, <laughs> like telling you from the get go what's happening. Yeah. So the M night of it all is they were just like, how do we end this movie? And they go, I don't know, The Village? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> 100% what they did. They were like, oh, it's just The Village. Mm-hmm. I think the ending is supposed to, like, what they wanted. They wanted it to be, like, this big, like, inspirational thing, but it's, like, five minutes of slow-mo, and it's, oh. Yeah. It's rough. I hated this. I f- fuck this movie. That's my last note. It actually says, wow, fuck this movie. <laughs> It's uh it's not it's not good man. It's really it's really not good. From a like I said, there's a few things that I actually like really like by about it, but and I said this last year with the duties. I fucking hate when a movie is exploiting something that's a tragedy. 
just feels very, like, very ugly. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. cheap and dirty. Yeah. Are they, the director and writer, are they people of color? Um, That I don't know, honestly. I would I'll hope so, but I'd almost hope not at this point. Like, after watching this, I'm just like, it feels like it would have been written by some out-of-touch, uh, unaware white people. So there's two of them. One of them is a person of color. The other person uh, is not. Interesting. Uh, well, they did a horrible job. <laughs> they did a bad job. Like, it, it, I just feel like it lacks self-awareness, and maybe it goes back to kind of like what you're saying. It feels like the only people they couldn't direct was themselves because I feel like this movie lacks not only self-awareness but just awareness. Like, I feel like... Um, I feel like it, it just misses its mark so greatly that that's why I was just like, this couldn't have been this couldn't have been done by somebody who feels closely connected to this kind of material. Like to dealing with like the, this this sensitive of an issue and of a topic, like this feels like it was done by somebody who's trying to capitalize on the times. Yeah. That's how I felt. Shitty. This is shitty. That's definitely how I felt. Yeah, it's shitty in execution, and it's shitty in in its meaning and its purpose. Like, I, I, this is a bummer. This is this fucking this sucked. <laughs> sucked to watch. <laughs> it makes sense watching the trailers now, like what the product was. I think because yeah, like the product that you get is not great. As much as I think, I think they thought that this was. I think they thought that this was the shit. It makes sense that the studio and their trailer were like, market this as Jordan Peele. Like, don't can't use his name because I, I think I said last week that I think Jordan Peele's the producer on this. I looked over the IMDb before we started. I actually don't think he is at all. I think there might be people who produced Get Out and Us that are part of it that aren't Jordan Peele. All right. It's like from the producers of Get yeah. Out and Us. Yeah, that's what I think too. I don't think Jordan Peele had anything to do with this movie because, especially, especially considering the 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 social tones within his movies and the way that he is able to finesse and discuss race issues in a way that sheds a light, but also like kind of like subverts your expectations and stuff. If he had actually had a hand on this movie, there's no fucking way he would have let a lot of this shit get by. He wouldn't, he, they, he, if he was an actual producer on it, he would have had a say in the production and he would have been able to say like, no, like we need to, like you guys need to like, we need to cut this down. We need to not do this. We need to change this around. I would, I would rearrange this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Like, oh fuck. I hate that the studio would, would dare put any of his movies names on this. And because there's going to be a large amount of people who see this because of that connection. And there's going to be a larger amount of people who, after seeing it, feel like have will change their opinion on Jordan Peele as a movie maker. Yeah. Not realizing <laughs> their fallacy. Mm -hmm. I just looked through the list because I was curious. I don't want to I don't want to steer people wrong or whatever. Um, I just really quickly looked through the producers on this movie. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 producers on this movie. Oh my Three God. of the 10 were either producer on 
um, Get Out or Us. There you go. So, so n- literally nothing to do with Jordan Peele. <laughs> Absolutely no connection. Everything about this movie is fucking despicable to me. <laughs> do you know what studio made this? I'm just curious. No. No, I don't. I think it's a bigger studio. I think it's like universal. Like when I, I remember when it started, I was like, oh, like I thought it was going to be like some, you know, small, you know, smaller, maybe not independent, but like smaller uh, title cards coming up. And I remember it started and I was like, this is a fucking big name. I don't know if it's like Universal or Paramount or something like that. It's Lionsgate. There you go. Lionsgate. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not nearly as big as those two, but Lionsgate's still, I was like, big, though. Yeah, still pretty big. I was like, oh, I thought this was just going to be some, like, some just Blumhouse. And, like, that's <laughs> it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I feel like uh, it should be obvious if you've listened to this show or whatever. You know, we've, we've shit all over this movie. And it's because we feel like it is exploiting a tragedy. And we feel like, the you know, the writing is poor on it. And... It has nothing to do with like, because I, I, I could totally see people being like, oh, you don't like it because it makes white supremacists look bad. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, yeah. I don't even think about that. No, it's. But I, I don't I don't have a problem saying it. Fuck white supremacists. Fuck them all, all straight to hell. Don't give a shit. Uh, if you're if you're in, if you're in the clan, you're a proud boy and you like this podcast. Uh, you can stop. I don't <laughs> care. Don't give a shit. Don't need you. That being said, this movie also fucking sucks. Yeah, like it's distasteful, it's exploitive, and as just a movie itself, it's very poorly written. It's very like low concept, (laughs) pretty dookie. Which I guess is a big spoiler. I guess I spoiled my feelings on this movie real early in my grade. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you already said your grade. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh no, I think I actually just straight up did. But for the for the show, for the sake of the show, for the sake of the Swampies, why don't you give me some tomato tomatoes? Well, I'll tell you right now. We can just find out how much of an F you think it is because tomato, the critics, they gave it a 28%. And tomato, oh, the audience, they gave it a 58%. So they're both Fs. Uh, I'm going to start checking Rotten Tomatoes before we watch these movies. That way I decide if I actually want to watch these movies. If I saw a 28, I would have been like, dude, we're not doing this movie. <laughs> I like, actually, I'm not going to sit through a I actually didn't see that score. I had actually heard very mixed things about the movie. Like my, the general thing that I heard was that it wasn't great. Um, but then I heard a few people being like, oh, like, you know, people are being really harsh on it, this and that. So th- I didn't know the score. I watched the movie. And then when I did my notes, I looked at the score and I was like, oh, everybody hates it. <laughs> everybody thinks it's an yeah. F. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you want to know how much of an F I think it is? I'm saying tomato. Tomato. Damn. Give me the 28. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm going to go tomato as well and just go to, go F also. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, because what's the other one? 56 or whatever? That's too close to passing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I'm an F as well. I, I said there there are some good things that I liked about it, but... I think being that distasteful is upsetting. Like I hate, I said it already. I hate when people take a tragedy and try and capitalize off of it. It's the same reason why like people like when COVID started, we're like, Oh, let's like sell some COVID merch and stuff like that. And I was like, no, like people's like grandparents are going to die from this disease. Like we're not, that's, that's fucked up. So yeah, 
There's that. You got people who are hopping on, um, like the Black Lives Matter movement for all the wrong reasons and trying to sell stuff. And yeah, so yeah. I, I just I just don't like that. Like that's a, a personal, thing. I feel like that's not even shouldn't be even be a personal thing. That should just be like an everybody feels that way thing. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be a human thing. It's just don't. Don't try to capitalize on other people's tragedies. Like, it's horrible. Tasteless. Yeah. Yeah. Did not enjoy this, Mm -hmm. even if it was for the Swampies. See, this is why I talk to you Swampies the way that I do. Because, obviously, we love you. But at the same time, you make us do this shit. (laughs) It's like, if I didn't have this fucking show with you, Colin, would I have watched this movie? No. I wouldn't have fucking watched this. Even even the Swampies failed it. The Swampies are probably sitting at home and be like, we didn't ask you to, what, to what, do this movie. We have <laughs> wonder, almost no say in what movies you do. I, yeah, really. I wonder, what was the, the last time that we did a vote? It was either between The Hunt or Bloodshot, and then we did both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's because when, when I saw The Hunt the day before they closed the movie theaters, yeah. which in retrospect, I'm like, maybe it wasn't the safest thing to go to the movies then. But... I, uh, that's why is cause it, yeah, it was hot on the heels of the shutdown. So like there were, we realized I'm like, Oh shit, we're going to have to do both of them. Cause there are no other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the Swampies picking movies for us, our Halloween episode, uh, probably by the time this episode comes out, the winner would have already been figured out. Am I right? Yeah. I'd be surprised. If it wasn't, if it hasn't, then that means that I slacked hard. <laughs> well, we might be slacking hard. So, uh, who knows, but we do have a Halloween episode coming out that you guys either have voted on or are still voting on, depending on how quickly we we put up the bracket. Yep. But uh, if, if you did vote, thank you very much. We are so excited to watch, insert movie name here. <laughs> well, we have Hubie Halloween coming up, and we're also going to do another recommend episode, I think. Yeah, do you think this month, I mean, I guess we could talk about this off mic. We don't have to figure it out here with the Swampies listening. But do you think we're going to do a recommend this month? Because I forgot about Hubie Halloween. But then if we do Hubie, it would come out possibly after this episode. And then the Halloween episode would be the last week in October. That's how it would have to work. But we'll figure the, it out. The Hubie one for us will, will be, it would have to be a quick turnaround. Yeah, just in terms of when the movie comes out, you're going to be away, and then when we could record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. I could probably make it happen, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't know what the fuck. Don't know what we're doing. It might be, hey, might just be easier to do what to watch this month. For all we know, we watch Hubie Halloween, and we're just like, fuck that. But I feel like we need to talk about a Happy Madison movie on the show. Yeah, we have to. Plus, it has Halloween in the title, and it's spooky month. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It would just it's, be a shame if there's two Fs in a row. <laughs> that would be a shame. Let's be hopeful that, uh, hey, you know, Hubie Halloween might be like a B plus. Hey, I, I'm going to say this. Like, we've been happy that we've had movies back and stuff like that, but I think out of our last, like, five movies, we've given, like, three Fs out of five. Yeah, this year sucks. Twenty twenty is a fucking deuce. It's a double and it, deuce. And you know, like I've I you know compared to like last year and stuff, I was like, I want to uh, like conscious effort, like really not like I want to see the good in movies, and because I don't want to just fail things just to like be edgy. But I feel like the, they've been very deserving of F's lately. 
Oh, yeah. I've been doing everything I can to not give out an F. I don't think there's anything edgy about giving an F, but I think we need to be honest with, like, what we like and what is factually good. Like, I was having this conversation the other day with somebody. might have been you. I don't think it was you. Was it you? I don't know. (laughs) No, no. I was talking on FaceTime with somebody, and I was saying how, like, there is a threshold where an opinion about a movie can be wrong because people are like, well, that's just your opinion. And it's like, no, if your opinion is based on things that you perceive as facts, but you have incorrect, then that means your opinion is incorrect. Like if you, if you don't understand a movie, it doesn't mean that it's ununderstandable. Like look at Tenet. It's like, oh, I didn't get it. That doesn't mean that it can't be gotten because it can be gotten. It just doesn't spoon feed you. It doesn't baby you. It doesn't talk down to its audience. So it's like if your entire critique is based off of misinformation, then your opinion, although it is an opinion, is technically incorrect. Yeah. You know? So I feel like our opinion is especially correct because because (laughs) we we know what we like, but we also know technicality behind film and stuff like that. So like, like look at little women for us. Little women is a movie that shouldn't appeal to either of us. And we loved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is we don't like period pieces. It's, it's obviously, um, I think it's more, you know, more, uh, a little bit more campy than we would typically like. I don't know if campy is the right word, but I feel like we, we normally like, you know, like edgier sci-fi movies or like, I don't know. You know, yeah, this is like a little bit more concept. like warm hearted, like family elements. It, yeah. it has more of a feminine energy, not to, you know, define like gender roles to a movie or anything like that. But like it, it definitely caters to a different audience than you and I. Yet we watch that movie. And because because we could look at it from technicals, we can uh, we can see what makes that movie great and then we can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then you have these other schmucks who are just like this movie sucked. Like why? Like I didn't like it. Like that's not an opinion. Like that's, that's stupid. Like you're stupid and you're wrong. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I started talking about this. Oh, because of our, our F's. So I think our F's are valid. If we, if we watch a movie and we couldn't fish for anything, look at last week, last week we did a Nola Holmes, another movie not targeted to our demographic, a period piece. Like we don't like, but Neither of us failed that movie because it didn't deserve enough because there's a lot of good stuff going on in it. Mm-hmm. So I think if we give an F, you know, we mean it. I don't think it's us being edgy or us, you know, trying to, um, trying to like show off or anything for the swampies. So uh, a good example of that for me is actually dark fate last, last year. Like, like I perfect hated dark fate, hated it so much, but there were actually technically good things about the movie. So I didn't fail it. Right. There you go. I think I did the same thing with Gemini, man. I think I did like D minus. I don't think we failed that either of us. <laughs> I think we failed Gemini, man. Oh, did we? All right. I might've <laughs> failed Gemini, man. That movie sucked, but, <laughs> but it's a good episode to listen to. So go back and check that out. And, um, you could also go check out our social media at two dudes movie reviews. You could check out my personal social media at sky two dudes. And you can follow me at Colin two dudes. Look at that cohesion. Yep. Branding, baby. That's how you got to do it. And uh, you go to todosmoviereviews.com to check out our merch shop. We got the Quantum Fucker up there now. And if you just don't want to buy anything from us, then you don't have to because you can just enter to win free swag. Bitch.
<laughs> stuff we all get. Swag. Stuff, <laughs> stuff we all get, but only those who leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. That's how you get entered. And when we hit 100, which we're cruising towards that goal, uh, once we hit the 100, uh, everybody, even if you've done it in the past, long ago, back when you, we started the show, um, you are re-entered. You're, you're always entered in. The only people who are not re-entered are people who've won in the past. So, mm-hmm. Tom's, sit this one out. <laughs> They're going to sit on the sidelines. Even people who haven't actually uh, won, other people named Tom now are going to be like, fuck, they yeah. ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> All Tom's are disqualified. Actually, you know what? Only Tom's can win. I'm starting an Only Tom's account. <laughs> only Tom's. <laughs> or you just give things away to people named Tom. Yeah, give nudes away to people named Tom. Also, check out our OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com backslash two dudes movies. Two dudes, one movie. <laughs> <laughs> that That's actually a good handle for an OnlyFans. I'm going to set up our OnlyFans. I was, I was going to do my typical just no man stop but then you made me laugh it's a good good way to bring that around <laughs> perfect so yeah check out our only fans two dudes one movies uh help me pay my rent with pictures of my butthole <laughs> and on that note sure <laughs> uh, suck it swampies 